0: Welcome to episode 11. Episode 11 is with my good friend, DJ Miguel Vargas. Uh, he runs. He is a program director for KFEI and also a DJ here in the community. Uh, KFEI is a community radio here in the Twin Cities, similar to K- to KPFK, but uh, as he explains during the podcast, they don't have a formal relationship. Um, it was actually a lot more technical than I expected. We actually um, you know, got into the, the sort of... The, the politics of DJing, the science of DJing, how he chooses songs, um, the sort of preparation that he goes through in order to do what he does, and he does it very well. Uh, so that was a pleasant surprise. Um, the interview. So you know, the podcasts that I put up aren't necessarily in chronological order or with any sort of logic. Sometimes it just kind of happens that way. So often, but um, this interview. Uh, We did, right before I went to LA To interview Chicano Batman So we talk about Chicano Batman quite a bit And I was a little nervous about uh, my interview with them Um, So that that kind of explains that Uh, But yeah, it was a great conversation Uh, Miguel, again, is a good buddy of mine And it was just fun to get to know him In a different sort of um, mode And get to know his work and what he does uh, A little better Uh, Again, uh, if you like the podcast Please share Uh, Share it, like it subscribe to us on soundcloud uh follow us on facebook and yes all those things are good all right bye yeah go ahead go ahead and grab what you need homie yeah so yeah i messed this up a little bit when i first got it and they had to replace the needle because i didn't really understand how to use it
1: Oh, yeah. Why don't you get it,
0: why don't you get it? oh, you got a cup, you got an animal.
1: No,
0: you uh, Let's see. It's really squeaky, I don't, oh wait, is it even on? It's not even on. Okay, hold on. Alright, so we're with uh, Miguel Vargas, you want to say hi, Miguel?
1: Hey, hey! <laughs>
0: Miguel's a DJ, so he's going to sound really goofy. We're, just, <laughs> we're getting the record player started, I just forgot to turn it on. We gotta warm it up. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, uh, instead of volume, it... Because it's like from the 1950s. It says loudness.
1: It goes to 11? Is that what it is? No,
0: they, it's the, instead of the word volume, it says loudness.
1: Wow. You know? <laughs> this is a very common man uh, vernacular. <laughs> I know, it's hilarious. All right, let's see. Uh... I would have been like, what do they mean by volume? Like, <laughs> mass-wise? Or...
0: That should have been it. Okay. Right, there we go. Yeah. Let's right, have a seat here, buddy. I how yeah it really brings in a lot of volume all right hold on sorry about that audience that's good perfect (laughs) Uh, i think i messed up my back or something today all right so uh can you hear that at all put it up a little
1: bit you mean the loudness (laughs) put
0: up the loudness a little bit a little lower
1: Is that good? Yeah, good, good loudness level.
0: I think so. All right. Yeah, so we're here with Miguel Vargas. We're actually in my apartment. It's the first time I've ever recorded. It. Maybe. Yeah. This first is... time I've recorded in my apartment.
1: You know, I work at a at a at a radio station and the studios, and this, this is the next best thing. I'm <laughs> we don't have beds in our studios. Sometimes I'm like, you know, what? I just want to record on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> While I do this PSA or this card <laughs> I have to read.
0: Well, j- just to be clear, uh, my bedrooms are just way bigger than my living room, That's why we're in here. This is a broadcast studio. Just, right here. just to be yeah. clear,
1: you got the turntable here. <laughs> you got a microphone. What else do you need? That's
0: <laughs> true. I just think it's a little echoey in here, though, because of all the because well, of the hardwood and then the the uh, well, there's no fabric anywhere. There's nothing to absorb the acoustics.
1: That's why we're here, because we want this aesthetic, specifically.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's playing in the background. You may not be able to hear it if you're listening to the podcast, but we're just having it for ourselves.
1: Oh, this is, um, oh lord, this is Chicano Batman, and this is the Cycles of Existential Rhyme
0: LP. Which I think is, a on its, on its own, it's just a really amazing, like, name of an album.
1: No, exactly, and... um very killer melodies, you know. They have it's a bilingual album, and right, right. and both songs are great in English or it
0: is it is like quintessentially Chicano in that
1: way. Yeah, you know, I'm you know, this album, what I like, one of the things I like about it is that in this album, and in their previous uh, self titled album a couple years ago, you know, they include like a lot of uh of the Nahuatl language oh, did <laughs> in they? them. Yeah, I don't know if I noticed that. Like, uh, there's the track. Uh, and it's funny, I can't say these names unless I sing it. <laughs>
0: I'll <Like, laughs> well, sing it
1: then, Latiani. <laughs> <laughs> or, I think on this album there's a track called Sonato. Yeah. Um, You know, even as... Oh, now we're now getting a little too loud, maybe. A Because he's singing. The loudest level.
0: I think when it's, yeah, when it's just audio, or when it's just uh, music, it's not as loud. But when it gets into the singing, it's really loud. Because mm. of just the way the frequency is picked up.
1: Yeah, his, his frequency does travel, I must yeah. say. And so, yeah, it's very towa. It's I didn't realize that and like uh, and he says things like Teotihuacan, tí yeah, you know, I mean, and Definitely just... hear that because it's a long word yeah, no, exactly <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a way to sing it, you know yeah. tí you oh know, the way
0: it's... yeah, the way um, he articulates it
1: it's 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 kind of like, uh how do you say it? you know, their sound to me is a mixture, it's like if Rigo Tovar met El Chicano you know <laughs> back in the day this is this is the music that they would make and. God, you know it's fantastic yeah. i don't know that reference but it sounds exciting oh it's it's eh, it's time to explore my friend yeah
0: yeah, yeah. uh well one of the, i don't know if this i don't know if this is true for Nahuatl. i don't know if people there's still people around no there's there's still speakers of Nahuatl. i think so but um at least from what i know about indigenous uh Guatemala communities my communities is it's a it's a sung language it's not spoken i don't know how else to describe it so they they sing <laughs> They sing to one another when they're speaking, mostly women. Mm-hmm. And so it sort of makes sense to me. I mean, it, it's obviously Maya versus Aztec. <laughs> it's the only it's way I can say it, yeah. But it's, it makes sense that it's there's a sort of wanting desire to sing it out because they are complicated words, but they're it's easier to say them when you sing them.
1: It's kind of like James Brown, you know? He may, he may <laughs> talk to him, but when he's on stage and he belts out, you can hear everything as clear as day, you know? <laughs> They must sing it from their stomach, you know? I guess Cause, so. Because I mumble too, though. I mumble
0: a lot. You got the... I'm better about it when I'm podcasting because if you see me, I'm opening my mouth see, a lot.
1: You have the advantage because you have headphones I can hear on. what's going on. And yeah, so, you know, <laughs> and whenever... I'm speaking in a microphone, I have headphones on, or even if I don't have to have headphones on, but if I feel the power in the speakers, yeah, I am far more aware, far more clear about what I'm going to say next. Well, make sure you're self-conscious in a positive yes. way. Yes, and you pay attention to that aesthetic, but without a microphone, right. it just sounds like you're shouting over here, and you're just tripping over anything that runs across <laughs> the line, and I just feel far less organized. Well, it's a, a good segue.
0: So what... So you, you're you in the microphone a lot, you're in the studio a lot. What's your day job, Miguel?
1: My day job is I am the program director at the local Twin Cities community radio station called KFAI.
0: And it's not uh, like a Pacifica radio station, it's its own.
1: It's, is it, it one of those? or is Well, there... it's, I don't know, I don't think we're a Pacifica faci- uh, affiliate, like formally, yeah. but we do. You roll we them. do have a relationship with them through other entities like... The National Federation of Community Broadcasters. We're often in the know about what's happening with Pacifica because, okay. you know, it is a structure to admire in some way, you know, and we're we're independent from that, but we do. I think we do collaborate together through some form or another, maybe through the NFCB and kind of sharing knowledge and resources. Okay. Well, just, just as yeah, I was just wondering, it doesn't really matter.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh So we get, and you're also a DJ, correct? Yes.
1: I got involved with K, or I started working, prior to working at KFA, I was a volunteer DJ programmer there. Um, What's your DJ handle? <laughs> DJ Miguel Vargas. No, uh, isn't
0: it DJ Pocho?
1: No, uh uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. Oh, what was that? Oh, Radio. Was that the name of your show then?
0: The name of the show was called show Radio Pocho. Oh, so you don't have like a fun DJ handle? No. I Why could... is that?
1: Well, I think. Uh, or we're going to do an exclusive. I think when I started. Miguel's DJ. DJ handle I, I know. On this, right? on this podcast series. I think when I started DJing. You know, I didn't have that. I, I just couldn't give myself a self-given name, you know. Isn't I that mean, what everyone does or does somebody no, else? Yeah, pretty pretty uh, much. Or somebody gives them a name or maybe they do create one on their own. And I just couldn't do just that. Just
0: like on the street, somebody gives you a
1: name. Yeah, like, you know, the only nicknames I have is, you know, Miguelito, of course, and uh, Ling Ling. And, um, Why do they call you Ling Ling? It's, I think, uh, it was my older cousin. He gave me that nickname. And... I, I think he just. it short- just sounds problematic and. Yeah, number, I know, right? I number, think he just number of different ways. It was his way of shortening Megalito or something by like calling me Lingley. <laughs> it's totally messed up. Yeah, and so, uh, um, you know, so I, I didn't want I didn't want those names. The only name I thought of that maybe I thought about using was there was this song by Bernard Wright called "The Master Rocker." You know, <laughs> the master
0: rocker. rocker, rocker. Gonna be DJ yeah. master rocker. Yeah, I just
1: want to be called Master Rocker. Or pretty serious dude. This mess. yeah yeah so and you go, you go no, from like exactly.
0: not, not wanting to have like a, a self-described name to like a really ambitious <laughs> aggressive no name. exactly
1: and then I realized I would better have everything in place you gotta, <laughs> before you yeah,
0: do you that. gotta be a little established and before it's
1: you like do. no I need to work my way towards something before you call yourself not. like
0: amazing DJ or something
1: yeah right right and um well and I,
0: I was like, on your show once and it was pretty funny because I've always decided I decided a long I never expected to be on the radio but I decided a long time ago that or I was the we had this joke that if I were ever to be a DJ, it would be DJ <laughs> Reganomics.
1: Reganomics, yes, that's right.
0: And then we decided afterward that maybe DJ Trickle Down would be funnier. <laughs> which I think it is.
1: That's, that's a new one. I haven't heard that oh, one. Oh, yeah? Yet. We didn't talk about that then? Yeah, we'll you need to get the domain on that,
0: yeah <laughs> he doesn't have to be like... It could also just be a random thing, you know? <laughs> it doesn't have to be like significant. It could just be this thing that... Someone's going to be... But it's kind of
1: significant to me, but it's still... So... <laughs> Someone's going to be looking for porn they're like, what? DJ site? What's <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Yeah. So, uh, Miguel introduced... No, well, my buddy, um, Jose Guiano in LA introduced me to Chicano Batman, but you certainly reinforced uh, my interest in it. And we'll talk about, we'll talk about just growing up here in Minneapolis where we are currently in a bit. Let's talk about music for a bit, buddy. All right. So, you, and you have your own, you, you like DJ, well, I saw you DJ at a brunch which is kind of strange <laughs> I, don't, I mean let's keep it unnamed so we can speak openly about it okay. but it was just really funny to have like well you know you put something out on facebook and i walk into this place we actually i enjoy eating there it's pretty good but like it's like 10 o'clock everybody's white and you're teaching <laughs> and it's like caribeño music and like Chicano, Batman, and a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, this is such a weird <laughs> juxtaposition.
1: Oh, They give me the sound system. That's what I'm going <laughs> to do with it. <laughs> and it can be anywhere. But it's... Uh, it's just odd. Because people are just eating brunch and chilling. And <laughs> the kids everywhere. <laughs> no, it is... Um, you know, the one of the things I've been getting into lately... I, I have been DJing maybe since uh, about 2006. So by now, that's maybe going on a good eight years. And when I was far more into it, you know, you're very hungry, you know, you're willing to take on a lot of gigs. Anything more like it. You know, and you start out with house parties and, you know, when you do it with your your
0: homies and everybody's like, you're amazing. Mm -hmm. No, right, right. You're not really challenged by scrutiny at that point.
1: And when you do that and when you're able to do it, next thing you know, you know, you're able to do, you know, a lot of Friday, Saturday night gigs. You're even able to do weddings and kind of more uh, let's say social gatherings where people just show up and they already have something in mind already about right, how they right. want to get down. Um, and so after kind so of... So you
0: get the challenge... So is it... You're trying to challenge them but also introduce... Like, you're trying to keep them comfortable within music that they would know but you're also trying to challenge them and introduce them the These
1: days, yeah. I think... But earlier um, you couldn't. Ba- yeah, back then, like maybe you would try and then sometimes you would alienate like whatever clientele was there. Right, right. <laughs> but um, it really does help
0: you know, to, well, especially as people are getting drunk or whatever. Oh, God, you're getting even ma- more there, demanding. There is a difference right? between
1: a sedated crowd and, a, <laughs> and an intoxicated crowd. Yeah. a sedated crowd. They're going to love you. No matter they, what.
0: It's like wedding I've ever been to, like somebody, some drunk person is like running up to the DJ like, don't play that. What
1: are you doing? And it's that's how it is here. You know, and those and, you know, I think those things can shape people forever. Um, from, a DJ, from a DJ from perspective From a DJ perspective okay. In terms of DJ, I think you meant like
0: From a participant perspective No okay.
1: no, oh, Maybe even that <laughs> Trauma Trauma on the dance floor um, No no it, it, Meaning like That'd be a good DJ name DJs will find Trauma on the dance floor Trauma on the dance floor That's be a DJ name <laughs> we're, gonna have,
0: we're, gonna, we're gonna have By the end of this podcast We're gonna have a DJ name For Miguel
1: Alright oh, Keep community. throwing them out As we yeah. right, no? um, I, I think I think DJs You know Of course one of the things is finding a formula to hit pay dirt. Right, and, you gotta make money. I mean, yeah, and and you know, and, and it it can be easy to fall into that trap. But you know, for me, it was kind of like, all right, you know, I may be hitting play, pay dirt, but this clientele is is not it's, what I want to be DJing it's for. So you want to speak to? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind being inclusive. You know, like if they want to join what I, what I want to do, that's great. Right, you know? but they're making me you know, accommodate. That and only that. Then it's let's like, be a little more specific. Like, what can you describe
0: situations or types of folks?
1: Well, it's you know, I think since I started doing the Radio Pocho radio show in 2010, you know, I was DJing in 2006. But now that I had this ability to broadcast and have the freedom, yeah. to really you know try all these different styles of music, combine it together, and have it make sense in some way, it's like I was striving to get. A lot of my DJ nights to sound like the radio program, uh, okay. you know, so it'd be like Radio Pocho out on the streets on a Friday, Saturday night, but, you know, luckily I had a nice following that invested in that and yeah. didn't mind that at all, but I had a, a larger turnout that didn't have no, didn't have a clue about it, right. and so they already have something in mind in terms of getting down, you know, um, so it's, it's very close-minded, you know, yeah. and then not only that, they lay their, their hang-ups on you. You don't have Britney Spears, you know, or you don't have that journey, oh, oh, like that. Like we're in Minnesota. What kind of DJ are you? You know that. Kind they, of... Literally, they would say that. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And so, it's like you know, I didn't like that vibe or energy, and but at the same time, in order to compete with that, you do definitely have to have the energy to keep up and to study, figure what people are listening to. But I think I was just kind of more. I was more irritable at that time, or irritated, <laughs> both, yeah,
0: um, at that time. So what What sort of um, things did you get stuck playing that you really, really didn't want to?
1: I think sometimes... Um, like just top 40
0: stuff in general? Yeah, or? even
1: top 40 stuff. I mean, sometimes there was, when I started to realize, you know, you find out something works and it's very powerful, but then I think just because it's, it's midnight or twelve thirty or one, and now it's peak time. Then you start falling back on those things, and mm-hmm. you see the same trick work over and over again, and it's kind of unfulfilling, you know. Mm. And but it's also because you know I started working at the station full time in twenty twelve, so that was eating up a lot of my free time to uh, to kind of keep up and explore. That's why I admire DJs who are able to somewhat do the circuit because in order you know they order to be on top, in order to really please a lot of people. Sometimes you do have to do your homework, research. It's nice if you have a great selection, you know, to go along with that, which I kind of felt I had, but I didn't want to do that anymore. And so now it's like, I like to do gigs where it's either like specially themed or the pressure is off you know, off you to uh, to make people dance in a Friday night, Saturday night kind of right, way. Right. And they're more open-minded. So that's why I don't mind a Saturday brunch with the kids, you know? Uh, I don't mind accompanying people and doing what they're doing, eating, having a conversation. Because you get the creative control. Exactly. Yeah. And and then, they, you know, that doesn't mean they can't dance. There's times where there's the no little, dance floor. Those little folks, little folks boogie to anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I, I, I like doing... I like surprising people as opposed to being obligated, like... Supposed to make my night, you know. Mm-hmm. I like to, you know, cause interesting. That's those are the best things about life are those surprises as opposed to having your expectations met, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Hmm.
0: I'm dealing with the boredom of just expectation.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. It's yeah. like, interesting. How many more of these do you have? <laughs> Can I take a break? <laughs> Can uh, I do what I want to do? You know. I didn't realize we get so deep talking about DJing. Well, I mean, well, while you're there waiting for the next <laughs> transition that you're going to make, these are the deep thoughts.
0: You know? it's, well, I guess there's like a three-minute gap, right? Or two or three minutes, depending on the song. It's, it's not just channel.
1: saying whether the water is wet or cool or lukewarm. No, you think about the texture and hmm. maybe how deep it could go if you actually knew how to swim, you know? <laughs> but, you know, those are the, you know, those are the things. We well, are
0: also describing like, a craft, too, and a craft that you're working on.
1: Oh, always. It's always been involving, and it has to do with even to the fine details of sequencing, you know, your your tracks. Like, okay, what kind of mood, how are we going to progress this yeah. night? You know, it's not... So you're just kind of stratifying the tracks. The track. Yeah, and then knowing that, it's about the people that you meet, too. You know, I had a... I was lucky to have a, a DJ partner maybe a couple years after I started. I think that partnership began and. 2008, with a guy named by the name of Steven Renderos. He gave himself the name DJ Ren, I think. <laughs> At first, it was DJ about Loco local, and I'm like, you know, Southside Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, you're down the street homie. Yeah, yeah, care. they're down the street. I think he, you know he's from LA, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, you know, I, just because 'cause you're in Minnesota, <laughs> you can. Yeah, have you that you name. didn't just come out of prison. You can not right. call yourself about right. Loco We don't slow down. down. So slow I was, down, like, you know, I was like, you should change your name, man. You yeah, know, we're in Southside Minneapolis now. Yeah. And he did. He picked DJ Ren, but um, you know he admired me for kind of the stuff that I knew already, because it was just good, selective stuff. But what I really, you know, I grew up in St. Paul. Born and raised in St. Paul, and and like when people think of Mexicans or Chicanos in St. Paul, they think of the West Side. Well, I didn't grow up on the West Side, you know. However, you know, we kind of grew up in the working class. Uh, you know, black families, white families, Hmong families, and, and other mm-hmm. Chicano families as yeah. well. So, they kind of had these spaces outside of our backyards, you know, public spaces where we can hear music in Spanish and stuff like that, you know, that kind of wasn't happening. You know, we would enjoy other people's music. You know, we would enjoy the R&B, you know, urban R&B, you know, hip-hop, or like our... Yeah, because that
0: would have been, yeah, because in Los Angeles, the the, the sort of Textural backdrop was like rancheras Or like mariachi music mm. Or corridos Because there's just a lot of Mexicans And a lot of recent immigrants mm. That still enjoyed that type of
1: music and, and, and we we liked, you know Given that my lineage is kind of from Texas And Carrizo Springs You know, we loved Tejano music Some of the more popular, you know, rancheras I mean, we knew about that that popular stuff But yeah. that's like, because the elders played Like our grandparents Or, right, right, right. you know, folks who were really into that but, in the meantime, like my mom and you know some of my other uncles, they love funk disco soul and rock music. Hmm. And because um, of their generation and having the generation of being having been in, in Texas and not and, Mexico, well, no, no, in Racine, Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, Racine. oh, right, right, So my, my Texas is my grandparents' generation, uh, okay. and they were migrant farm workers, and they ended up settling in Racine, Wisconsin, with other kind of Tejano families that migrated up there, too. There's a whole crew of Tejano families, yes, that are Latino in origin, but then and given that they, you know, huh. it's right there in Lake Michigan on 994, you know, you also had a lot of. Uh, you know, African-American families migrate north too, even even settling in Racine. So, you know, this is acculturation that's happening in Racine, you know, and that's that's how they got down. And it's something we were able to share, like in St. Paul, you know, coming up. Um, so it was a very, yuck, I hate the word diversity, but it was a very, you know, it was in, in that way, that kind of experience. Um, but, so Stephen being from LA, you know, you know, he was born in El Salvador, and so he kind of came from that, that of course, that immigrant experience, you know, yeah, being sure. uh, being in L.A., and also having the spaces uh, to hear the music, violets, and all of that.
0: And so... Well, if he's our age, too, like, the, the Central American immigrant experience is very unique and very specific very. to the, you know, to the the, the civil wars, the are conflicts in both Guatemala and El Salvador, mm-hmm. and the big, big surges, like, commun- and, and folks that were coming into Los Angeles at the time. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, it, it really was, changed the texture of the Latino community. There, it does. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, I thought Stephen was Mexican just because he was from LA. He <laughs> <So, laughs> probably kicked your ass yeah, when he said that. Nah, yeah, you corrected me though. <laughs> but uh, but you know, but he had this. You know, I have a I have a very detailed memory. You know, yeah. And I think uh, it's I think sometimes uh, amnesia happens too much. You know, with people like they sure. can't remember beyond before, like when they were eleven. And so when I met him, you know. And he would kind of share these stories or these musics, you know, from the past. Because I'm all I'm an old soul, you know. Yeah. And so whenever he would kind of bring these memories up, you know, I mean, it's it just really interested me, you know. And it's it's kind of like you know we both want to do funk and soul old school music. We wanted to DJ that, and we also knew we had to do the hip hop stuff too yeah. because you know that's that's our it's generation. the crowds and, yeah. but I, you know. Would, he would tap into that and I would learn so much from him about, you know, the other styles outside of cumbias and corridos and rancheras, you know, about the bachata, the yeah. rengatón, the merengues and, and other things, you know. It's definitely
0: not ours. It's not a U.S. Mexican experience, no, it's a thousand it? things. Mm, no, and I still yeah. figure I didn't know that existed until like three or four years ago.
1: Right, and I didn't, and and I didn't like what I was hearing like in the mainstream one. Oh wise. sure, yeah. I mean, oh, you're, I'm you're, like, what, what is this stuff? But it wasn't until I was able to find a, an approach or a yeah. song that I like. Well, it was, it was yeah. all like booty rap, you know. Yeah, rap. yeah. You
0: know, it I just mean, wasn't wasn't it, the best representation of that style of music. It's a
1: little too sweet, you know. A little too sweet for me, you know. Yeah. And I like the brava stuff, you know. But not nothing too. Too bad, like, you know. But, um, but referring to it, sound, like, you can roll with this to the homies, but not just because they're talking it. There's also, about- like, an interesting fascination with the white
0: folks here in the hip-hop, too. Mm-hmm. I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I went to, uh, my, my buddy Dan had a, he had a, we had a bachelor party for him, and we go to this, like, a club in Northeast that was just all German or something.
1: Oh, Gastoff.
0: Gastoff. And we go to the basement, it's like 12.30, one, it's already pretty late, and everybody's pretty drunk. And they start playing, like, Snoop Dogg and all this stuff. And all these <laughs> white people, like, know every lyric. Yeah. And they're singing about the LBC. And I'm like, what the hell <laughs> is going on here? They love it. They, they, lo- yeah, they yeah. love that old school shit, man.
1: Oh, totally. It's crazy. Sometimes, you I know. I don't really
0: get it. And it kind of, you know, it's a little alarming in certain levels.
1: but It's because there are times, you know, we are fed through the same tube, you know. I guess Not so. all the time. But... <clears throat>
0: all right, we're going to flip that. We'll flip it over. Take a little, uh, well, you know. um eh, it's time for the uh, commercial break for the Chipster Life blog, uh, podcast uh, pledge drive.
1: What, what commercials do we have coming up? Maybe? Oh,
0: we have a we have a commercial about a uh, chia pet. They still have those.
1: <laughs> the Fernando Valenzuela. Fernando Valenzuela chia pet. <laughs> chia pet yeah.
0: <laughs> all these uh, all these white folks really love. really love the old school hip hop.
1: Sometimes it's... it really surprised me.
0: Like I had a coworker that like says that her and hip hop were like. Peas in a pod She's like the <laughs> whitest chick I've ever met in my life well, I'm like, know, Where do you go i saying
1: this stuff You know I, I think Minneapolis You know The Minneapolis hip hop scene Which I think involves A lot of white people I mean at least Listeners cool. and well, fans c- Certainly yeah I mean um, You have to involve White people here Because they're the majority Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You know it's, it's, it's... <laughs> And um, I think uh, In order to be That kind of fan You know You have to You probably have to Know some of the the realms, you know, or the the classics, I guess, you know. Yeah. Um, but. You have to be a little informed, yeah. And it helps to be a DJ and to be able to play that stuff and have it <laughs> well received. So, it's it's kind of funny, but I don't complain about it if I'm working, you know, because then it means okay, it pays I the might bills. be able to, I might be able to join myself a little bit. But, it pays the bills, brother. And mm-hmm, to be able to play some of the songs I like to. Sorry, I'll just. We'll just do it that way.
0: Nice. So, uh, um, let's talk about. Oh, God. Everything's all over the place. <laughs> this thing's tipping over. This is not. Okay. Is... What What do you like about Chicano Batman? Like, I'm just kind of curious about like. Because I'll say I like a song because of X and X reason, but you have a little more of an informed view of music. So mm-hmm. can you get really like. Like a, like a sum of the air. Like, a, can you get really detailed about what excites you about this band?
1: I, what I like about it is, um, well, I think some of the instrumentation is just fantastic. It's it's there's there's almost like no star in a group. Everybody kind of pulls their own weight. You know, huh. you can hear the the organ, and it's you know everybody almost like feels like everybody has a turn in some way to really shine. You know the organ- yeah. the organ can really stand out. It's one of the most appealing things because the vocals the
0: aren't very dominant. no, no, like he exactly. doesn't have this big voice that just like dominates the song
1: exactly, and even when he does sing, you know the narration is very interesting you know it's it's not just you know the sound of his voice and the notes he reaches it's it's the narration that's like, oh, it's another treat, you know, so even like when the bass plays and he's doing his doing his runs, you can hear that very well, the drums. God, you know everything, even the even the the rhythm and lead guitars. You know they they stand out and they have their place and they're very distinct from each other. But hmm. it's you know I, it's, that's why I really enjoy it. You know there's even long songs that are like seven minutes, eight minutes long. And well, they're very complete
0: songs too, I mm-hmm. think.
1: And so any kind of I feel like it's real. It's it's kind of you know Chicano. Cerebral music, you know? Yeah. And that's just it just it treats the brain, you know, that that <laughs> that side of the brain that's, you know, or that part of the brain that's kinda of behind your head, you know. It gets able to get there. And it's 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 very nurturing. What's another
0: band that excites you right now? What what else is percolating in your
1: mind? Percolating my mind. I like um you know, there's let's see. One of the groups that I'm really digging or have been digging lately is uh, a, a group they're kind of a collective, the Foreign Exchange Music Collective huh. and uh, if you know about them the the brain children are uh, uh, a guy by the name of Fonte, Fonte Coleman who used to be part of uh, Little Brother uh, which was a rap group coming out of North Carolina and they, huh. they received some kind of indie status but the guy had a knack for singing and writing hooks and uh, also being a gifted like rap lyricist he was able to transfer you know into creating like r&b songs but kind of like grown folks about grown folk issues um r&b songs in that way huh. and uh because
0: like a lot of you're suggesting that a lot of r&b is like from the perspective of like late teens 20 year olds yeah just
1: maybe partying all the time or just right. uh a lot of so it's not songs about arthritis. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many songs about cheating at the club and <laughs> apologizing for it I can hear before actually doing it, <laughs> you know? I don't know if I want to be surrounded by that, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's true. Um, or just things like that. It doesn't like have that. to be a young man's hustle. Right, yeah. right. No, and, and just, you know, being, you know, going into my 30s, you know, it's like you kind of look for those things that are, that that, that kind of like grow or expand with you, you know? Hmm. And so, Fante is the kind of the singer and lyricist. And the other brainchild is a guy by the name of Nicolay, who kind of started off as a a, a guy from the Netherlands who made hip hop music. And uh, but so it's that's they're almost like <laughs> they're almost like Hall of Notes, except Nicolay doesn't sing, you know. But they're writing this uh, beautiful music. They do a good job of including these other instrument instrumentalists. And so there's all these different projects, you know, and it's a great sound, you know. Um, And it's very happy music and there's, you know, it's emotional, it's deep, but I'm really able to work it into my sets, you know, because it can be, it can be funky, it can be hip hop, it can be, you know, house and electronic and, and experimental too, you know, and it's like, you know, sometimes we're just looking for music that just kind of expands our palette to sure, what's sure. possible. And then also being a good fan of it. So that's anything that they put out. I think some, you know, they're going on tour. They just released an album last year. And I'm just hoping to be in place to catch one of their shows sometime. Well,
0: they, do you think they'll come around here?
1: Well, they had, like, Nikolay has come over here um, separately. And, you know, he's... On he's, his own. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there's another uh, instru- instrumentalist in the group named Zoe who's coming here on March 12th, uh, performing at the Poor House. And he's very good. You know, he doesn't sing neither, but he's very good. And so at some point, I'd like to see him all with Fante singing. And uh, it's kind of, I feel like Fante is the guy who has all keeps all of his composure versus Drake who doesn't keep all of his composure because he wants, Drake wants to rap or sing about his feelings, you know, but he kind of does it in a very youngish you know, in a way that's kind of like, young man, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like immature to me, but, and it's funny because he even listed Fante as one of his influences huh. lyrically, and maybe even song-wise, you know, songwriting-wise, and so I really...
0: It was, it's just different for these young, I mean, if, yeah. if these kids are coming up and they're making all this money, doing it, like... The, Gonna get into their, in their 30s and having a very different experience than ours, yeah. so there's no way they can really write mm-hmm. to like the day to day sort of struggles that we're having, yeah, you know, because of the exposure, because of the money, because of everything else. It's like, I, or they're all in rehab or something, <laughs> I mean, it's just not,
1: you know, it's like I, I can't stand music that's about throwing tantrums or just being pouty, you know. I yeah. mean, I understand there's a time and place for that, but not all the time, man.
0: No, no, thanks, yeah. So if um if folks are visiting in Minneapolis or folks that are living here there might be listening to this what are some of your favorite places to go to just to
1: you know catch some music and I think one of the one of the interesting venues in town that is really consistent and I've been finding myself going there a lot is uh the Cedar Cultural Center and it's you know not like I go to every show but if there's any venue in town that's going to bring somebody different you know, somebody that may, uh, maybe appeal to a different kind of market, it's going to be the Cedar. Like, you know, the Cedar Cultural Center will bring, like, all of the, the quote unquote world music acts. Like, they brought Bomba Stereo one time, you know, they brought Bajo Fondo one time, and, or, and, uh, but they'll also feature Charles Bradley, you know, and they'll bring Jose James, and, uh, and you know, I've DJed there a few times. Malamania, Almandina has performed there. And they're even starting to open their doors to like a lot of the local hip hop groups. But I'm not talking about the media darlings that right, already sure, kind of yeah, got it made, uh, like yeah. you know, the Rhyme Sayers uh, artists or you know, Doom Tree or that stuff. You know, that's you know, they're really it's about like kids coming up, yeah, supporting the community. And they even so they didn't the, do that before, if, right? Right, you know, or at least the other venues don't, you know. Huh. and so they're even the neighboring community well, somebody yeah. has to support them like she's no exactly and so i think they're making an effort to create more of these connections to be seen as a community venue not mm. just as a you know where you gotta have a name worldwide even though they do a great job selecting their artists but i think i almost, well, it's,
0: it's i mean i think it's also just more challenging to to listen to what's nearby and and you know challenge yourself to like just to make a decision about what's talented mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is you know subjective as it is it's it's also I think more I think, yeah, I think it's more challenging than or, than like the Converse which would be recognizing and bringing in bands that are already established like that's mm-hmm. kind of
1: hard yeah and it's nice because I'm starting to see the, the Dakota Jazz Club downtown you know I mean of course they have pretty good acts there but what they also do you usually have like named acts right? yeah like be, Prince will play there sometimes yeah average or, white band will come in yeah, right. to Tower of Power and um all of that stuff but uh but nowadays they're starting a, a weekend late night series where they'll have some some you know local groups coming in the soul flower collective yeah. you know even maybe the forward thinking and they're all young artists of color too most of them you know yeah. so because that that's i think that's always been a, a a problem here in the twin cities you know today and is the,
0: ice, is the ice house trying to do that too what's that the ice house are they trying to
1: I think yeah, I, I think they're making they're like, more They're co- like dabbling into it. Yeah, they ma- They're like
0: I mean, I live next to there. I love going there. All, I go there all the time, but yeah. like it's hit or miss, man. No,
1: exactly. And I think it's, you know, we're all starting to find each other, get more organized, and now we're starting to connect with these people that will allow us the space to to do it. Right. I mean, but at, before, no, it was it was definitely difficult. Hmm. You know, we had to perform for each other <laughs> or and or maybe the spots that would allow us, you know, they would shut down. You know, they wouldn't. Right. You know, and so, but now it's, hard, they, I mean, it's a hard
0: business to make money on.
1: Yeah, but but the, I think sometimes the Twin Cities can have a reputation just for you know we'll have dy- dynamic artists you know that are here, and then they they don't have the access to to try bigger venues and right. to even leave the city. <laughs> maybe they have that kind of support. What's well, hard? You need a lot more money to. Mm-hmm. Or, well, you need to money, to but... the bigger media markets. Mm-hmm. But I think,
0: uh, you know... It's a bigger risk for the venues, I mean...
1: Well, you know, depending on who owns the venues, you sure. know, what, what kind of things they want to take chances of. Sure. I think sometimes it sometimes refers to the audience that they want to attract. And then they believe if they believe that a certain group or an artist is not going to attract... I mean, they'll attract something, but if it's not something... If it's something that's undesired they're not gonna risk it and right. uh, that's too bad, you know. That's really too bad. Right. I even feel like that as a DJ sometimes, you know, when uh when I used to have a residency with DJ Ren at um the Dinky Towner Cafe. We did that for two years. It was fantastic, but then they closed down and as we're kinda trying to put our name out there, you know, I mean who owns these venues, you know, they see names like Steven Renderos or Miguel Vargas and they're like, Oh well we don't want salsa night here or yeah. um or, you know, we don't, you know, we don't know we if don't we want, want that wrap, like Yeah, crown. yeah, exactly. And well, it's, it's, all the, it's all the coded language that we have to deal with no, exa- on a daily basis, right? Mm-hmm. But if they could find somebody else, to you know, who would do that, but attract the audience that they would like, then that's what they're going to go with. So, you know, you had to work, you had to work 10 times as hard, but you also had to make as many relationships possible. Yeah. And really... Get them to trust you a million times.
0: Yeah, you have to work harder, but you also have to be, like, more diplomatic, too.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Well, it's you like, can't let it get to you. It's hard. It's hard. Gonna, I mean, it's hard. Otherwise, you're going to self-destruct, man. Yeah. You know, I've seen a lot of people move here, and, you know, from somewhere else, and they self-destruct easily, because it's like, mm-hmm. but it's like, man, you learn, when you're here long enough, it's like, it's like, the longer you're here, the more you dress down for the winter, you know, because it's... Huh. But um, And that's kind of What it's like here You know You know not to bite the bait Every time Cause It's You don't want to be Uncomfortable all the time You know You don't want to be Wearing layered snow pants Boots And a thick jacket Because you might be Somewhere warm And you gotta You're stuck Carrying around All this shit You know And uh hmm. And that's uncomfortable You know So you, you just catch on You learn not to worry about it And then you work with the people Who are willing To to work with you And That's That's who you're gonna cater we to You gotta find your
0: yeah, you got to find your voice and you got to find your community. I know a
1: lot of people who are pout and scream just because, you know, the main they feel like the mainstream is... Uh, or first to won't play that Yeah, or yeah, or is ignoring them, you know, won't acknowledge them. And it's like, you know what, them places are not for first you. Out. Let's create, yeah. let's start right. something, uh, uh, a space where, you know... They but, will...
0: I, well, I think it's certainly, it's certainly like the sort of attitude I've I've brought into like trying to make this website is, is my own recognition, of my own frustration... Mm-hmm. Within my work and what I do, but also with the communities I work with, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, why don't they pick up our story? Why don't they right. blah? And it's like, well, fuck it, you know, well, just do our own thing and see what
1: happens. When I had started DJing, that was kind of the thing. I think you know we were kind of coming out of a you know when we were younger. You know, I was friends with you know some some hip hop artists. You know, some people made beats, people who rap, people who dance. But like I said, we're all kind of very. We all know the same things, kind of. Even when the DJs would perform, you know, we would know what they were spinning. Mm. But then once we started realizing that, you know, there's an element of snobbery going on. But at the same time, you realize that something is not changing, too. It's the same stuff. People aren't afraid to to reach out and branch new things, you know. They're not playing dance music anymore, you know. Mm. And you're going out to see these shows, and they weren't that entertaining well i won't say they weren't entertaining but it was just always the same the same the same and what i start to realize is that like 10 years down the road is that a lot of us who are hanging out together kind of went out to find other things um whether if it's kind of more forward looking whether if it's being nostalgic or whether if it's uh kind of going back to the roots you know yeah um we're starting to find these things and we're able to like like Kind of combine them and put them together and create this variety. I know when I was, you know, going to the hip hop shows, I'm like, okay, you know, these are all kind of maybe too underground, too male oriented, not, yeah, sure. you know, to, not enough stuff, you know, too heteronormative, not enough stuff to dance to, you know, you can't get the ladies to dance, you know, and and so I wanted to kind of create that change because I had an idea that I could, you know, if, if I just had the opportunity and the access, you know, it can happen because I've been thinking about it long enough. Well, so you're,
0: I mean, you're, it sounds like you're trying to balance a lot of things. You're balancing commercial appeal; just you got to get people to buy things and buy drinks and buy the tickets, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're also trying to have content that speaks to your integrity and right. you're comfortable with, and it's not just the typical top forty fare.
1: Because what's the point then? But you you know? <laughs> you're also just trying to get people to move. Yeah, no, exactly. And, I, and it was just an idea that I had, and I did. I really didn't. You know, moving over to South Minneapolis from St. Paul, it kind of taught me, you know, I learned from South Minneapolis, if there's something that isn't there that you think that should be, you know, don't wait around for somebody else to, to do it, you know, because yeah. they could do it wrong or whatever, you know. Um, you you might have to create that change, and that's kind of... Well, we should at every opportunity. We Right, try right. To. I mean, we can't... Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's me. That's the knucklehead coming out of the cocoon, you know. Yeah. Like, normally, we mind our own business. If that's not for us, that's not for us, you know. But, um. Well,
0: and I think it sort of speaks to the part of the general challenge of being a Latino in this country is that mm-hmm. it's often the case that our parents just can't help us. Right. And there's, there's uncles can't really help us because they don't necessarily understand the context and the things that we're excited about. Right, right, right. And we have to be very entrepreneurial uh-huh. in like everything we do just to try to get ahead. Mm hmm. Like, no, I. Exactly. Pretty much nothing I could do I would ever be able to explain to my parents <laughs> like, at all. Like, I would try to say those, to use words, but like. Yeah. It was just so confusing to them. No, like anything. Uh, anything.
1: Until you get the chance to do it and then it you know, it'll make sense in that way. And so so that's kinda why that's why we got into it, you know, or that's when I when I started spinning and people re really seemed to connect with it because it was very inclusive, you know. It really connected with certain people, but then maybe the next time it we'll would connect with everybody and they can appreciate what they just heard beforehand, you know. It's something that they'll wanna learn. Um and that's kind of you know, it's, it's I had always had the dream of well, what if he had a rate well of course what if he had a radio station but what if, if anything on a smaller scale what if he had a program that embodies that you know that shows this kind of versatility because now let's face it our generation is spoiled as hell you know you know we have information at our fingertips right. and you know it's well when we were coming
0: up we had Napster could just grab anything right. you wanted but there but you still you still need a guide. Mm-hmm. Through all this. Well, even to if the, anything with all the information, it's even more confusing because you don't know what's mm-hmm. legitimate, what's what's a good perspective, what's.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, even I mean, just to navigate it, just to know, just to be aware that you can go from one thing to the next, you know, and it doesn't take years anymore like it used to. Right. Um, I mean, and, and that refers to everything, like even like editing video or, or the way things are edited. You know, they just jump to the next thing, these transitions. You know, we're just used to being versatile now it's no longer um just a canon or a style that you know one style that you're only used to you know well we have more access yeah. you No, know, exactly and so i just thought about like well what if we could able to demonstrate this versatility you know a bit and um, because it's what brings people together, you know, when people, when we have a backyard, you know, when you grow up and you have a backyard barbecue, there's all these different music, you know, you know, you got your oldest writing, your temptations, your Los Lobos, your gente, right. your Los Tigres, I mean, it's, that's, that's how I always enjoyed myself, you know, so I'm thinking like, what if we bring this mentality right. to the airways? who says that these things don't belong together, you know, it's yeah. racist, bro, <laughs> or, or something like that, you it's know, certainly prejudice at least, right, right, and so, but we're institutionalized in that way. You know, right. that's how people see radio even. You well, know.
0: we get, and we get, I mean, you know, institutionally, we're segregated in the way right. we live and we're not allowed or not encouraged or by our parents, by the institutions, whatever to speak to another ethnicity or society.
1: Hmm.
0: Right. Like, right. And, uh... It's hard to bridge that when everything's and, telling you not to.
1: And like you were saying, Filiberto, like about you know, if you were trying to explain to your parents what you were going to do, yeah, what oh, yeah. are you doing? And so, it took, it took, like, years of being around people like Stephen, who was very politically oriented, and but also seeing other people, other voices in the community um, to kind of articulate that. It took uh, people like Susana de Leon, you know, who's an immigration lawyer, but also a community leader, and she does yeah. dance, so who, who um, in some ways or another, spoke to me in terms of giving back to the community in some way, you know, and you learn that like, oh, all these kinds of things kind of informed me of down the road of what I actually, how is this going to materialize? I remember for a minute, I couldn't even think of a show name. You know, what would I call this mix? I don't know what to call it. <laughs> Wax Poetics is already taken <laughs> or something so, so like so that. too
0: generic. What do you call it now?
1: What, well, well, the radio program that I have is, is called Radio Pocho. And that was... I mean, it was hard to come up with a name because we wanted to do this, but we wanted a name that would maybe kind of amph- uh, advertise or broadcast what this program was. Well, you need to need brand it. Brand it, you know? And so we were... You know, we couldn't call it Rayo Chicano because Stephen was a Chicano, even though, <laughs> even though like he, he, of course, you know, there's a lot of Latinos who can identify with he's that raised, concept of Chicano. He's probably know? raised as a Chicano, it's right, same, to some right, degree too. Right, they know about it, you know, and, right. and that's well, it. they
0: liked it or not, he was in it, mm-hmm. and
1: uh, mm. so we couldn't call it Rayo Latino because, well, as it sounds, very generic. It sounds but, boring. Yeah, it sounds boring. But we, we also know that. It's going to give off this idea that what you're going to hear is a Spanish language program. So it's right. you know, it may. And so we're trying to, like, well, what do we call it, you know? And then, so I asked Stephen, like, Stephen, you know, when you go home, when you go to El Salvador, you know, what do people call you, <laughs> re- what do people refer to you, like, as, a, as an American, you know, somebody who grew up in the States, you know? and what they call you? He's like, oh, man, they call me Pocho. And like I hate it It's a harsh term Yeah it is And I told him I was like you know I've been called pocho too And I didn't like it neither no, you know? I was not... like I'm anything but It's a know? derogatory statement It is Because you, you know it, it can refer to You know somebody who It's like selling out or Selling out Or you know Even less cultured Or Sells. maybe thinks that They're better than
0: Right or... Someone that's self-loathing mm,
1: Or even like Wanting to be white Ooh, right, You right, know right. And I was like What? I'm anything but that, Someone that's colonized you Yeah know, you know Very much you know? Like, what? To be colonized I'm like you know I know I don't like the best handle on on the language you know but I'm mean anything but you know what I mean yeah. oh I get so mad you know and but one of the things that I did see was um, I started to notice some comedy troops like in L.A. like that one group that's called Puro Pero. yeah. And, you know, I saw one of their little fanzines or magazines. Well, there's a website
0: now, too. Pocho, pocho.com. Mm-hmm. Todo this project.
1: Well, this was prior to that. You oh, know? Yeah, or maybe, maybe so. but, or maybe it was around that time. But, but there are,
0: yeah, there are folks reclaiming the word.
1: We, we started to see it yeah. used in a humorous way of, like, of, of how pocho you can be. Well, there's, like, a pocho
0: power, power too.
1: Uh-huh. Well, this was prior to all the well, knowing that... knowing that. How long I, have you been I... doing this? Or you just weren't aware of it? No, I just uh, no. I guess yeah,
0: because I'm from LA and I was I mean those things well, were around. i from the same <laughs> Like I was in <laughs> yeah. middle school, but yeah, he didn't necessarily know
1: about that. No, no, yeah, because we're 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 in the Twin Cities, you know, and uh, but no, it wasn't a, until I encountered a pedal and I just started to see how they embrace pocho in a humorous way. This is how pocho we can be, you know. We like Morrissey and the Smiths, or we like Queens Clearwater Revival. Or... We,
0: we are we are different, right, than right. our Mexican brothers and sisters. I mean, this this is the. It's a very real thing. It's not right, right? No, it is a
1: reality. It is this reality, you know, yeah. that that happens to be, and or one that you can't help, you know. And uh, so then we just like look, like I know, I know we don't like this term, <laughs> but I have a feeling it's the only word that's going to imply if they get the joke, you know, what what kind of show they're going to get, you know, it's going to be the Porto side of being, yeah. that, you know, but not necessarily, you know, we're gonna. It's just having. A foot in each boat you know
0: i mean i had the same struggle with the name of the website too yeah. it's like you know we don't really want anything associated with hipsters <laughs> you know we don't really i mean chicano isn't inclusive in my mind mm. so, you know, chi- but it, i think i think why i came to terms with it was the term itself sort of speaks to who i'm trying to talk to mm-hmm. you know folks mm-hmm. that are raised here that speak english that are a bit educated or not nah, doesn't really matter but mm-hmm. that have an interest in things that are beyond What's in front of them? I have a curiosity about the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, no, totally. I mean, well... What that's what I'm trying to define it as because...
1: The other thing that I realized, I just had this conversation with somebody, was that, you know, I do feel like an old soul, you know? Like, if if I didn't have these... I, I, I'm, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to my other guest DJs and Rayo Pocho who really do a great job of of really providing an even broader context of what. Uh, Musica Latina is and what it can be and they really bring it and it's their experiences shape them So I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, uh, Terrell Webb, Idalia Robles uh, Reyna Rodriguez, Danny Topete, Rudy Aguilar and Brandon all day Um, But the thing is You know, I kind of feel like, you know, I'm an old soul and if I didn't have those guys I would get stuck playing music from the 70s <laughs> like all the time <laughs> nothing but classic Fania nothing but classic Rigo Tovar or Tigres or like, I, you got, know.
0: I got told that once too it, that somebody was like oh man where have you You've be? been <laughs> underneath the rock and I was like right, yeah right. I've I'm, been underneath the rock that was formed in the 70s in protest music right, all right. I to. probably
1: been Funkadelic T-Rex oh. you know all of, I would, that's the only thing I would play you know <laughs> and, um, and everybody would be confused no yeah exactly you know <laughs> and so but and the thing is 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 it's, you kind of find yourself in these times that interpret interpret things about you in a different way, you know, kind of the, based on what's happening, you know. I know yeah. growing up, you know, like I said, like being in St. Paul, I grew up with other, like, Chicano families. Like, to us, that was the norm. Like, that's that's what Mexican was even to us, you know, on a very uh, low really, level. Yeah. But then... Yeah, you have that know, Texas
0: heritage, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, everybody was Mexican, <laughs> if they were, you know. And uh, it's like how every hamburger is a taco or something, you know. But, um, you know, I think later, of course, you know, with migration happening to the Twin Cities and now it's, you know, it's, it's, it's got the attention of not only, you know, the local scene, but the state, you know, people are looking now, people are like, Oh
0: wow, there's enough of you guys.
1: And now, you know, everyone, when they look at you and they see you, they have these expectations or assumptions, you know, about you, you know? Yeah. Oh, you're from Mexico, you know, or, you know, or when did you come here? You haven't they, been, in, you haven't been to Mexico
0: for like three generations, right? Yeah, oh, totally. You know, <laughs> I've
1: only been to Mexico myself maybe five times, you know, yeah. for a while.
0: And uh, I joke with white people that I have to go once a year to renew my membership. <laughs> <And> they they <laughs> have to tell me believe I'm me. outdated. And yeah. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> yeah, right? like, There's no membership card. And,
1: and so there's even, you know, there's that identity, but there's yeah. even like, you know, I if I know the people on the podcast land, you know they can't see. I have a mustache and chin hair. I think they might be able to hear you touching it. Right, right, right. Or you, or Russell, be able to hear, you know, yeah. and then, but of course, this is this is the image we grew up with. You know, I mean, like, I have a full beard. Like no one in America has a full beard. Right, right. You know, and these are things. These are images we grew up with. I mean, we grew yeah. up with people with these, you know, brotas and goatees, and like to us, that's that's like, yeah, that's the thing to be. You know, yeah. And even like glasses, I need glasses to see. <laughs> but these days, you know, when they see you, you know, oh, you know, it's a fucking hipster or yeah. something like that, you know, and it's. Well, it's like fuck it, I kind of am, no, but yeah. with, with a Chicano twist, yeah, you know, or something like that, something, you know. But but, know. but no, it's it's like I don't even agree with that, even you know. No, I don't. But it's, I don't really uh, agree with you either. But that's what I mean. Like these times, you know, they... Sorry inter- to come up with names. <laughs> right? No, the branding, right? yeah, man. I'm not Portugal, but my show's called right, Porto, right? <laughs> Yeah, I guess it, so. it. You know, it is not a damn chipster,
0: but the website's <laughs> but, you called you know, that. Yeah, because it's, it's the only <laughs> domain name available. Yeah.
1: And, um, yeah. you know, th- things like that. And so it's just funny how we do have to rebrand. We do have to... Uh, we just got to do all that marketing stuff. You yeah, know. you know. I wish I could call it something else, but anywho... But you know, but that that's that's just kind of how I'm feeling at the moment. It's, it's very interesting, and you do have to adapt and yeah. and change in order to to last, you know. Otherwise, I'd just be playing music of the '70s if I could. Which wouldn't be that bad, but it'd be awkward. Right? Because it'd be like what? No, it's true. You know, I'm starting to find that like. People who are two to three years younger than you is a generation gap well, right there. I think
0: it's probably why we like Chicano Batman too, because it really draws from. Uh, it's not it's not contemporary in in strictly contemporary in terms of like what traditions is drawing from. There's a lot of '70s of that organ music. There's a yeah. lot of like yeah, the, yeah, and I I enjoy that. I enjoy the nostalgia, but I also enjoy their own interpretation of mm-hmm. their their sort of lived experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of wait for things to to be new again, you know? Yeah. Now and then. Reification, I think it's called.
0: So I'm going to interview them on Monday. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm
1: excited for you, man. I I am definitely excited. Is is there anything you want me to ask them? Yeah, when are they coming to the... (laughs) Really encourage them to come to the Twin (laughs) Twin Cities. If they do, I hope they have a hand in it. Whether it's DJing at the show or just Just trying to get them with the right people involved to help promote them because there's something special here. I think... uh, I think people would eat it up for sure. Yeah, you know, I've been uh been able to play their music on my program and maybe slip them to some other programmers, and you know, there's always some kind of reaction, whether if it's people immediately calling the station like, "What is this?" Oh, really? Wow. Or um people kind of you know, I'll post a link on Facebook and people are like, "Hey, I'm really liking this," or um just those kinds of things. It's it's like yeah, you need to come up here <laughs> because. uh this, you know, a lot of us have been waiting for the. We know this sound exists, and we just kind of sad that, you know, some, you know, of course, mainstream is not picking it up. But you can't be sad about that for too long. Um, but somebody out there isn't doing it, or somebody wasn't like, you know, that sound is great. I want to do something with. I mean, that it's clearly sound.
0: good music. There's, it's yes. not. That's not a question. The question is, why aren't these programmers picking it up? What sort of prejudices are, are sort of stopping them from right? From saying, from embracing this and playing this all the time, mm-hmm. it, it is
1: good music. Mm-hmm. So I, I I've, you know, I've really seen uh, many positive feedback in terms of when we play it. You know, it's uh, it's great. Yeah. You know, anything else you want me to ask them? No burning questions. Uh, no, not right now. I'm just excited that I have the vinyl record and yeah, I can play fun. it at the Muddy Waters brunch. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Or just anywhere. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, most definitely
0: Alright, brother Well, uh, we're about 70, 57 minutes uh, Is there anything else you want to add?
1: I'm sure there'll be a part two some
0: point. Uh, Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll come back eventually I'm hoping to get back to California soon But I'll always come back
1: One of these days, uh, you know, I heard you do a podcast outdoors Or it sounded like it was outdoors I don't know
0: if you were on the porch or Yeah, we were talking about Veronica's podcast Yes, yes, yes Yeah, I was on the porch and we were, she was holding her bunny
1: yeah, it a little, was little pun. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's just it too a cool lot. to do that. Yeah.
0: But when I do podcasts in California, it'll be like every every single one I'll be outside somehow, because the microphone is good enough that it it doesn't <laughs> okay. confuse with
1: like other things. Part two, what happened in the winter? I want to hear this windscreen blowing. <laughs> 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 Gives folks a real idea of what it's like. You'll slowly hear our jaws freezing. Yeah, and if you you're, you'll hear us say, "Oh shit!" or going going. <sighs> yeah, yeah,
0: we're just like stomping <sighs> around. Yeah, (laughs) stay warm. That'd be funny. First podcast in the in negative weather. All right, brother. Thanks a lot. Hey, no problem, man. Oh wait.